Welcome to the Travel Media Lab podcast. I'm your host, Yulia Denisuk, an award-winning travel photographer and writer, entrepreneur, community builder, and a firm believer that every one of us can go after the stories we've always wanted to tell with the right support, encouragement, and structure. I'm on a mission to help women storytellers everywhere break into and thrive in the travel media space. If you're ready to ditch your fears to the side, grow your knowledge and confidence, and publish your travel stories, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hi, everyone. We are taking June off to rest here at the Travel Media Lab podcast, and we will be returning with fresh season six episodes for you in July. Until then, I'd like to share with you a few conversations that we regularly have in the circle. Our membership in which we help you get your stories published with ongoing support, encouragement, opportunities, and a community as you establish yourself in the travel media space. In this bonus episode, I'm sharing with you a very important discussion we just had in the circle this month. At the beginning of the month, we set a theme inside the circle, and in May, our theme was productivity and use of time. We dedicated a whole hour discussing how to become more effective, more productive, and we were sharing strategies and tips that help our members on this path. So in today's episode, I share with you a part of that workshop. This whole workshop and all of our workshops and conversations, in addition to all the support and community that we offer, are available to you at any time when you join us over at travelmedialab.com circle. And before we get started today, I wanted to share with you a recent review we got on our podcast from Annika. Annika says, this is a fantastic podcast for anyone interested in travel writing and photography. I particularly like that Yulia, like me, is not a native speaker, but with her multiple articles in big name magazines, she proves doubters wrong. Great podcast to boost confidence, get practical advice, and soak in the inspiration. Thank you, Yulia. Thank you so much, Annika, for taking the time to share your thoughts with us. Thank you. And if you're listening right now and if you enjoy our podcast, I encourage you to go to your podcast platform right now and share your thoughts. I look at every single review we get. They're very, very important to me. And who knows, maybe next time I will be reading your review on the podcast. So thank you so much for that. All right, let's get into today's episode. And just a note, the audio here may be a little bit wobbly. I was uh, giving this workshop and talking to our members inside the circle in a bustling cafe in Amman, Jordan. So if you hear a bit of that background noise, that's where that comes from. But hopefully uh, this will be a useful and interesting conversation to you nonetheless. All right, let's get it. All right, welcome everyone to our monthly meeting. And for new, newer people in the circle, this is the meeting where we set the theme for the month. And the theme for May is improving our workflows and thinking about productivity, thinking about, you know, how do we, how do we maximize our time? How do we be the most effective with our time uh, when we pitch, when we research, when we uh, write our articles? 
And I will share with you some thoughts that I have. But honestly, I, I want today maybe be a, li a little bit more of a free discussion because I think we all have different to share, right? We all have packs. We all approach productivity and workload differently. So I think if we also exchange how each one of us works and what has worked for, for some of us, I think that will be beneficial as well. And just a preview too, that next month's theme is yet to be determined. And I actually want you guys to, to come up with a theme. So if there's something that you want to address or something that specifically you want to cover, uh, I will create a, a thread uh, in the circle where we can drop those ideas because I, I'm also kind of running out of things too. And, and I know some of them we can kind of bring, keep bringing back because some of the monthly themes are relevant you know, month in, but I, I figured I'll give you guys this month uh, in June for you to, to tell me what you want to cover. So that's just a preview. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. Thank you, Vanessa. All right, cool. So what I want to start this conversation today with is this quote that I read somewhere and it's from Annie Dillard, which by the way, I don't know who Annie Dillard is. I should probably check it, Google her. Uh, she's probably a writer, but she has this quote, which really spoke to me, that, which says how we spend our days is of course how we spend our lives. And I just thought that was such an amazing quote because it's true, right? It's like how we spend every single one of our days, it adds up to, you know, something significant over time. And if we spend every day really focused on what it is that we want to accomplish, you know, pitching more, writing more, then at the end of a week, at the end of a month, at the end of a year, we'll have a lot of things to show for it because every single day we, we spent a little effort, right? We, we added a little bit more. So I just really love that quote. I think it really accurately reflects at least the way I think about workflow and the way I think about productivity is, is that, you know, you don't have to work 12 hours a day. I think what's more important is that, that you work on it a little bit every day and that a little effort every day, it adds up uh, over a period of time. So that's sort of the, the theme and the idea that I want us to think about uh, this month. And the other thing is that this is actually one of the most important things in reaching the goals that we have for ourselves, right? So whatever is the, it is uh, the goal that you put for yourself, let's say for this year, one of the key secrets or key ways in, in, in reaching those goals is by having a very intentional use of our time, right? We have to be intentional with our time. And we talk about this in the circle a lot, especially for women, it's so easy to prioritize everybody else's time, right? Everybody else's needs, whatever else is going on in our lives, it's so much easier to prioritize that than to prioritize ourselves, prioritize working on our own stuff. That's why we have to be really intentional and really mindful with setting our time and making sure that we dedicate the time that we want to ourselves. So I don't know how many of you guys have done, as part of the class that we taught, that I taught before, how many of you have done how do we how do we become more intentional with our time so one of the things that I, I, I teach in, in the class, if you guys have, some of you have taken my class, is uh, doing a time study. And actually, just out of curiosity, have you done that time study, Vanessa or Shelly or Barbie? Have you actually gone through and done a time study as part of the class? No, I didn't have time. <laughs> Was it part of the Storytellers in Action? Yes. I think, I, I, think I did do it and I've tried to do like time blocking, but like this last month I've traveled so much. So that, that would be my question to you is how, you know, it's, it's fine if you're in a regular routine and you're not traveling, but how do you, once things pick up and 
like, you know, at what point do you start saying no to things because you just can't catch up? And anyway, so that's, that would be my concern question. Yes. And, and please hold that thought because I, I want to talk about it. Definitely. But I think so. So maybe this will be useful for all of you then. Uh, this, this idea of a time study, I really find it a really interesting look at how we spend our time. Because unless we record it and unless we track it and unless we're really diligent with doing that for a set period of time, for a week, actually. So in the class, I recommend to do it for a week. Unless we do it, we actually don't have a good idea of where our time goes and how we use it every single day, right? We, we think we have an idea, but honestly, like if you put it on paper and if you track it, that's when, that's the goal. That's the information that we need to make actual changes in the way our time goes. So let me, let me walk you through a little bit of what this time study is, how it looks like. And then you can decide if you want to do it this month or not. I, of course, I recommend it for all of you, uh, especially this month, if the theme is improving our workflow. Uh, but basically, here's the idea. So for one week, for seven days, you record uh, in a journal or on a, on a piece of paper, you record every single thing that you do during the day, starting with, you know, you woke up, uh, you, you brushed your teeth for 10 minutes, you had breakfast for from 6.30 to 7, let's say. You worked out from 7 to 8. You walked your dog from 8 to 8.10. So in some ways, it's, it's a bit anal. Sorry for that word, but it's, it's a bit, you know, it's painful to record every single thing that you do for a week. But again, this is where the goal of this exercise and, and, and of this approach lies. Because unless we record it and we track it diligently, we don't know where our time really goes. And if we're trying to free up sometime if we're trying to become really efficient with our time then it's it's really important so the first step is you you track that activity right so again for seven days every single day you write down every single thing that you do then at the end of each day what you do is you you rate it you rate each activity in two different things and i'm putting this in the chat and for the replay people uh, i will also share this when i post the replay but basically you 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 rate it uh, in two ways you rate it in terms of hearts one heart two hearts or three hearts and that's about you know did you enjoy it did you not enjoy it or you know 50 50 and you also rate it in terms of stars is it aligned with my dreams and goals is it something that i can outsource or is it not aligned at all so very simple three three step grade right so did i enjoy it a lot 50 50 i didn't enjoy it at all is it aligned with my goals can i outsource it or is it not aligned so again every single activity that you do you rate them and then after you accumulate this data after you accumulate seven days of, of tracking your data and rating it what you want to do is you want to look at each of these days and you want to think about how did your relationship with your time of your day went in that day and you you, you want to ask yourself some questions like okay what's working well here where am i efficient what are some things that i'm doing every day that i have no business of doing what are some things that let's say are so not aligned with my dreams and my goals but i'm still doing them and what can i 
do about it, right? Can I outsource it to somebody? You also want to look at when during the day you are most effective. And when I say most effective, you can interpret that question in many different ways. You can interpret it as in one hour, I can I can write five pitches. I can just feel like I'm flying. You know, my creativity is just flying. New ideas are coming to me. Writing is so easy to me in that part of the day. This is a very important thing for us to know. And, and I actually want to know, do every single one of you, do you guys know when that time is for you? If you don't, then you need to do this activity for sure. Because this is actually one of the ways that I keep myself effective. I know that if I sit down to write a pitch at four o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to spend an hour or two hours and write a sentence, one sentence. It's going to be horrible because at four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm tired. I'm sluggish. I want to take a nap. I don't want to write anything. I also know if I sit down to write it at 10 in the morning, right after I had my breakfast and coffee, I will probably write it in 30 minutes because my brain at that time is just buzzing, you know, it's ready, it's ready to go. So this is a very, very important knowledge for every single one of us to have. Like, when am I the most effective? When do I write best? When do I come up with ideas best? And then you structure your day accordingly. So for this time study exercise, this is one of the most important important things to reflect on, right? When am I the most effective? And also we want to look at where do you spend more time than you thought you did? So again, unless we track it, unless we write it down, we might not realize that we spend pitching where we thought we spent 10 minutes pitching, or we thought we spent one hour answering email. Turns out we spent three hours answering email because we're also scrolling social media or something, right? So sometimes we're not aware of these behaviors that we have unless we literally are very, uh, you know, putting, putting them on paper. So I will also put these questions in the replay so you guys don't have to write them down right now. But again, it's important that you first have the data, you, you, you write it down, and then you spend some time reflecting on this data. And what we want to do here, again, the goal of this exercise is to get self-knowledge about yourself, right? What do you do with your time? Where does your time go? Where are you effective? Where are you not effective? Where are you effective? Where are you not effective? And where can you free up some, some time? Because I often hear this from a lot of you guys, that you don't have time, right? You don't have time to pitch. Vanessa, you said, I think in WhatsApp just now that you spent, you 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 sent two pitches this, this month or something because you were traveling. Oh, sorry, this week, sorry. Or three well, I, this I sent two this morning, but I hadn't sent anything for almost a month. So. Exactly, right? So, and, and time is a big part of that, right? It's time and it's priorities. It's it's setting uh, setting priorities for what we do, you know. So uh, this time study is really is really important for that purpose. And again, if you don't already know when are you the most effective during the day, then you definitely should do this time study to learn this. The other thing that is also important. So we looked at time, right? We looked at recognizing where where we might be losing it, where. Where are some opportunities for outsourcing some of the tasks that we have so that we can free up some time? We looked at when are we most effective. The other thing that I want to share with you today, and then I want to actually open it for, for a discussion, is that I recently started doing this hack that I want to share with you. Because what I've recognized for myself in the past several months is that I have become very fragmented in my days extremely fragmented. What I mean by that is that I somehow fell into a behavior 
where I am reactive most of the day. An email comes in, I need to answer it. A WhatsApp comes in, I need to answer it. On social media, somebody messages me, I need to answer it. Right. And, and I think that actually most of us are behaving this way these days. We are very reactive to what's happening to us in a day. And the problem is that when you are reactive, you don't have any space or any time to dedicate to deep creative work. And deep creative work is what's going to propel us forward. I'm not just talking about pitches, by the way. Pitches and writing, yes, for sure. But actually, as creative entrepreneurs, right? For example, I need to think about what to do with Travel Media Lab going forward. I need to think about different conferences. I need to think about new content, maybe new workshops for you guys, right? Uh, new ways to reach new people also. You might be thinking about similar things for your business, right? Uh, Shelly, you and I had these conversations about where can you be reaching people? So these are all, this is all deep creative work. So it's work that needs concentrated time, time to sit down, time to brainstorm, time to think, right? But when you are being reactive all day, you don't have that. And the problem is that every time a disruption comes in, it's actually, I've read a study about this, uh, a brain a brain study. Every time we, we get distracted on email or social media, something happens in our brain that we lose, immediately lose the capacity for deep creative work. And we need so much time to get back into it, which is kind of crazy, right? So you get distracted and it, then you will need another 30 minutes to an hour to get back into that space of deep creative work when i read that i was shocked actually because this is so inefficient you know you think you just take your phone and just scroll on social media for five minutes but what you're doing is you're actually losing a lot more time to get back into that again that space of deep creative work you know so this i've learned this about i i've noticed this about myself Probably at the, at the beginning of the year, in January, I've just learned, I just realized that I'm spending so much time reacting to everything. And all the big projects that I have that I want to make big progress on, they weren't being done because I spent the whole day reacting, right? So what I did then, I, I did something very, very simple, you guys. I just even can't believe how simple it is. I got rid of Gmail on my phone and I don't open Gmail on my computer uh, first thing in the morning. Before, this was my, uh, my habit, right? As, as I sit in front of the computer, I open Gmail and then it's always there. So a new email comes in, I always see it, that it's there and I feel the need to respond to it. Now, what I did is I said to myself that I will only check email between four and five every single day. Because again, this is the time when I'm most sluggish, right? So I don't want to write at that time. I don't want to pitch. I don't want to do any creative work because I'm very sluggish, but for email, it's perfect, right? It's, it's all the admin work. And that's what I did. And I blocked that time on my calendar. So now every single day uh, during the day, I don't check my email at all. It's not on my phone and I don't open it on my computer. I only do it. I open it at four o'clock when it's time to check it. And then I do it in a batch, right? So everything that comes in uh, between now and last day, I process it. And then I have zero distraction, basically, the rest of the day. Imagine how much time this has. Is, and I've seen this. I've seen the difference in myself, you know. It has freed up so much time and so much space, brain space, for me not to have that distraction. And then attack my projects one by one. One by one, priority-wise, what I need to accomplish every day. I make a 
lot more progress on it because I'm not being distracted like this. So that's the other hack that I that I wanted to to share with you guys. I I thought it was just brilliant. It was it was very useful for me. All right. So again, very unstructured conversation today. But the two main two big things. One is time, right? Where do we use it? Uh, how do we use it? When are we most effective? And the second one is um, email and social media. And by the way, I haven't conquered social media yet, but but I do. Uh, I am before I would I would just mindlessly always get on it. When when I feel bored or when I feel like I need a break, I would always get on it. Now I'm much more mindful, and I actually use it as a break now. So let's say I work for like an hour or 45 minutes, and then I feel like my attention is getting lost then I will go on social media for like 10-15 minutes and then I will get back into working so that's how I try to manage that now and yeah I just find it so all right let me let me read here the comments Shelly says love it I so needed to hear this love that Katie says that's why I used to be most creative on an airplane airplane mode has two uses yes I love it I don't know I recently read that about that disruptions and what it does to our brain capacity and that just shocked me to be honest that's when I was like okay I need to change I need to change the way I do it because I'm just being too distracted okay so these are what I wanted to share with you guys thoughts questions reflections who is going to do the time study again Awesome. Do you guys know when you are the most effective during the day? When is your best time to write, to pitch? Do you know this about yourself? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Katie, Shelley, Vanessa? Oh. For, well, for me this morning, I had trouble. Well, I, I woke up early and couldn't fall back asleep. So it's quiet. There's no emails popping in. So that's when I, I had those. Two. Well, I, so those of you that are with PitchWiz, I don't know, they've changed platforms. So I was checking out the new platform and saw some opportunity. One of them is for BBC. So I, I might share that one in the group there. I think people, they're doing their 50 reasons to love the world. They're looking for people and stories for that. So I'll share that. But yeah, it just, it, it kind of got my juices flowing without those distractions. And yeah, so... So that was morning for me, even though I'm not a, really a morning person, but <laughs> fall back asleep. You're just because I have ideas and to get them down helps me. And yeah. Awesome. Shelly, Katie, Charlotte, do you guys know your effective times? Most effective times? Mine used to be night, and but I feel like so much has changed in my life over the last seven years. And now I don't really know. So it'll be interesting to do this and figure out because I can't do night anymore. So it'll be interesting to figure out when when that is. So yeah, I'm excited. Mine awesome. is like 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and then 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. Wow, you have two two during the day. That's really cool. Well, that day one is like day job. Like that's when I can get the most done with that. And then creatively it has to be at night. Uh, that's, that makes sense. I cannot do night. I, I do not function well at night. Like I have no brain power. Uh, so that's awesome that you're able to do that. Charlotte, you're, you're prep, prepping for a date night. That is amazing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Doing everything at once. Yeah, I find, I find once I'm in the deep work, I can work for hours and hours and hours usually, but it really depends on the day. Like some days I can work like that. But then other days I'm not productive at all. But then it's the type of work that you want to do sometimes, as you say, like I can't remember who said it, but if you're just wanting to write down some ideas or doing some research or reading or things like that, that aren't like, I don't know, it's all the other stuff, isn't it as well? So, yeah. Oh, bye, yeah. 
and it's uh, it's a good uh, observation too that even sometimes you can have like you know that your most effective time of the day is let's say at 10 o'clock in the morning but sometimes you are even sluggish at 10 o'clock in the morning right because sometimes it also varies day by day so that's that's a good observation as well one thing I do though is if I've got a lot of tasks I've been trying to use a Pomodoro timer which actually has really helped like that has really been very good for those days where I know I'm feeling quite scatty when I wake up and I need to focus on lots of things that's been quite helpful and is Pomodoro always like 45 minutes and 15 or is it different it depends on you can set it yourself but usually it's 25 minutes and then you take a five minute break 25 five minute break but it depends what sort of work you're doing yeah that's that's really helpful uh and by the way Tago so Charlotte mentioned in the comments to use Tago tracker that's a great one as well I use it I use it too and you can do the time study that I mentioned by hand you can write it by hand or you can use Tago actually that's a great suggestion and then you don't have to calculate you know it's it's all there for you and yeah it's free so that's that's a great one so Vanessa you had a question when we started the discussion about you said to have a handle on how to be effective and productive when you have a routine how do you do that when you're traveling when your routine goes out of the window right and i'm actually a perfect case study for it right now because i've been traveling you know i've been in jordan for the last three weeks but i've also been traveling for the past five days and for the past five days i was in egypt and my routine went out the window so I would tell you that for me, and, and I think there is no silver bullet, right? There is no one right answer on how do you manage it. For me, it's about two things. One is back to knowing when you are the most effective. So if I know that today I need to write a pitch and I know that I can write uh, uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning, you better believe that after breakfast at 10 in the morning, I'm going to sit down and write a pitch. Even if, let's say, we need to go somewhere or we need to do something, I will do my best to work around that and to guard that time and to say, you guys, give me an hour. I need to write my pitch. And then we go snorkeling or and then we go do whatever else we need to do, right? So... So you're guarding that time as much as you can. And of course, it's not always possible, right? Sometimes like you're at a conference or you're at a, at a place that's being managed by someone else and you, you don't own all of your time. So sometimes it's not possible, but the best you can, I would say that you try to maneuver around that. If you know that your best writing time is in the morning, then try to find a pocket of time in the morning where you can write. So that's one. And the second one, I recently started doing, I recently started using a practice that may be helpful for you guys too. And this practice is actually something very simple. I have a lot of projects that I'm running now. Actually, I think way too many projects. You know, I have... I work on NFTs now. I have Travel Media Lab. I do pitching. I do uh, Nomad and Juice. I do like just too many things. And I started feeling again that, first of all, I'm very scattered. A lot of my most important projects are not getting done because they're not urgent. But the urgents are, are taking over the whole day. Plus, add to it that I'm traveling. I have no routine. And it's, it's a mess. You know, it's really a mess. So what I started doing is I started writing out all of the two items that I have in a, in a simple Excel spreadsheet to do items. And I mark them. Uh, I mark them as 
is it a strategic project or is it an admin project, right? Is this something that's more admin related that sometimes it's urgent, but it's not important? Or is it something that's really strategically important? I rank them like that. And then I assign a due date to each one of these. And then it's basically a very simple uh, sorting formula in Excel where I just sort and I say, okay, if I want to see what's coming up with due dates, what do I need to do today? And then in those things that I need to do today, what is strategy and what is admin? So to your question, Vanessa, how do you start saying no to something? For me, this is how I do it. If I see something that's on the to-do list today and I know that I'm trying today so realistically i only have one hour of work today not five or not ten i look at my to-do list and i say okay so today i have let's say two strategic things that i need to do and let's say five admin things right what should i do and then i make a decision on myself that you know what i'm gonna do the strategic things because that's actually more important than the admin things i can push the admin things right i can do them later i can uh, whatever So that's how I found uh, that balance between, you know, progressing forward and and trying to do something when you're traveling and when your routine goes out the window. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm like you. I do too many things. So it's that juggling act and trying to prioritize and, um, you know, I can go to a conference and they, they're just talking about being a travel agent. So, and there are people that do that full time. And, but yeah, when you're trying to do different things, you know, and now I feel like, oh, I've let that go. So I'm trying not to beat myself up over it and trying to figure out, yeah, can I do all of this? Cause all the things I want to do. And yeah, that's, that's my challenge at the moment as things are picking up in travel in general. Yes. And, and that's where I think Color coding and prioritization work really well because even visually, it lets me see the different things that I have to do, right? Is it important, but not urgent? Is it urgent, but not important? And then I realized, and and, and it goes back to knowing yourself and knowing your time and how you structure it. I actually realized that I spend a lot of time on admin stuff that's not, it's not important, like in the big picture scale, but it's urgent, right? Sort of have a conversation with yourself. Well, again, how can I, outsource some of that right how can I free up more of my time to spend on those really important big picture things rather than the admin things so for me a simple act of color coding my tasks has helped quite a bit uh so maybe something like that to try for you as well yeah I'm also like I like the idea of outsourcing I feel like my work comes in waves so there's a time when I'm busy and times where I'm not so busy. So trying to figure out, try to find someone that could work with that, that they don't need a necessarily steady work, just they can still do it when I need more help. But yeah. You'd be surprised actually, Vanessa, you'd be surprised how many people would be uh, interested in that kind of work. It's more like a project-based time-based kind of work. Yeah, I mean, there's many, don't let that stop you. The fact that your work is cyclical and you're worried that later on, you know, you, you might need to... Uh, scale down or something. There, there are a lot of people that are looking for all kinds of work, you know? So maybe look into that. I found that the mental, you guys know that we work, for example, 
in Travel Media Lab, we're working with Krista, mm-hmm. uh, who's helping. She's helping with a lot of admin that I used to do, you know. And it's really wonderful. And she's doing a great job. And you know, and, and for me, it's again, it's it's back to freeing up space in your brain space for all this other type of work that I need to do, you know. Because if I think about creating pages for the podcast, for example, I'm not thinking about more important strategic things, you know. So I I really believe in outsourcing. Uh, the stuff that is not important but urgent any other thoughts or ideas or hacks that you guys want to share with us I think Barbie has one that she put in the comments yeah the the cube timer what is that Barbie it's it's just literally a square and it has 15 minutes on one side 30 minutes 45 minutes and 60 minutes and I use it like uh, the Pomodoro technique right you can just whatever side of the cube is up that's how much time you have so you can alternate between you know how much time you need for tasks if i want to go through my emails i'm gonna give myself 15 minutes is that an app or nope it's it's, it's a physical cube it's just a square oh. cube you just flip it to whatever time you need oh, so wow, okay. you don't need your phone you don't need to set anything you just say you just turn it on and say okay this side 15 is up so you have 15 minutes go got it yeah that sounds my concern is always that i love these little gimmick things and apps and then like i i'm all excited and i start and then it just like i drop it within a certain amount of time and go back to my bad habits and whatnot but <laughs> i will i will try some of these and yeah i think it's what do they say it takes at least 30 days to develop a new habit or there's and yeah i need to probably but the trouble is i get so many uh, like i've got another trip coming up at the end of the month so all these disruptions that make it tougher but yeah i think it's like with anything honestly it's you know actually this is for me i started meditating a couple years ago and now i see almost everything through that lens and in meditation one of the most important things you can learn is you know when you're meditating and and you 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 suddenly find yourself back in this world you bring yourself back into the present moment right and then five minutes later again you find yourself in the in the swirl of thoughts again you bring yourself in so to me this is actually a similar practice so you know what you need to do you sort of let's say you found the practice for yourself that you want to keep at and every time you let's say drop it or stop it gently bring yourself back to it and the, the thing is that with meditation these things happen less and less often now i still find myself in this swirling thoughts and I still gently bring myself back but as I keep practicing it's happening less and less right so this this is the idea and I think I truly believe that it's like that with any behavior pattern or practice that we want to establish the practice of it is the most important thing and yes we will fail at it and yes we will drop it and yes we will go back to our old ways but it's about noticing it and then bringing it back and trying it again and going with it and again dropping it you know, and, and bringing it again. So at least that's how I look at things now. I, I find it really useful. Katie, any, oh, sorry, Vanessa, you want to say something? No, I just said that's good advice. And yeah, I've tried to do meditation too. And that's another thing that takes practice. For sure. I mean, that's, that's I think, like with anything in life, right? We guys, we, we talk about this all the time. Fishing. You get better at fishing the more you do it. The more the more practice you get, the better you get. Uh, the more articles you write, the better you get at writing. The more you do meditation, the better you get at meditation. It's like that with everything. And, and again, for me, I think what matters more is that you do a little bit every day. 
rather than you try to do a lot one time a month. This is where the power comes. So sort of to bring it back to where we started this conversation, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. This to me is where the power is. What we do every day, that's what matters. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the year, it rolls into something significant. But the trick is to do a little bit every day. That's where the power is. So I guess to sort of to leave us for this month, I want you guys to think about that. I want you guys to think about your days through this lens, through this, let's say, more mindful lens since we're talking about meditation, right? What do I what do I do with my days? How are my days going? Am I spending a lot of time in my day? Or maybe not even a lot. Am I spending some time in my days working on what I want, advancing my goals, advancing my dreams? Or am I spending a lot of it reacting to things that come in to me, right? Where can I carve out more time? How can I guard more? How can I be more effective with my time? All of these questions. And just keep practicing at it. Keep being mindful uh, at our time and how we use it and keep practicing and keep getting better. That's my thoughts for today. Barbie says, I needed to hear this today. I love it, Barbie. I'm so glad that uh, it's useful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true for all of us, right? The distractions, the reactions to things, this is very real. This is a problem of common, uh, this is the problem with current days, I think, of current lifestyles. This is how we live our lives now. We are reacting to something all day long. Yep. I, I read the same thing you did that said, every time you switch tasks, you lose at least 30 minutes of productivity. And, it, you know, and I have eight software developers. And right before I, I went on vacation, you know, I changed their kind of their, the way they work. And I said, okay, between 10 and four, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I'm not going to schedule any meetings for you guys because they weren't being productive enough. They were, you know, too many distractions. And I got back from vacation. They're like, oh my God, no meetings between 10 and four on those three days is a game changer. So it is absolutely true. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and, and it goes back to guarding your calendar and putting things yep. on your calendar and blocking time on your calendar and then sticking to it, right? Because again, it's so easy for us to deprioritize our own things. It's so easy. We can always say, you know what, I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. But we have to, we have to prioritize what we want to work on, you guys, because no one else is going to do it for us. I'm sorry, but no one else is going to tell you, go work on your stuff now that you need. No one, you know? So it's so important that we prioritize it. And by the way, use the circle too. Like, you know, Vanessa, you said earlier that sometimes it's so easy for you to get back to your, let's say, bad habits. You guys, this is one of the powerful things about the circle, that we can use each other and we can say, hey, let's, for this week, let's commit you and I, let's say two people in the group, let's say that we want to try something new. Let's commit to it for a week, for two weeks. Let's keep each other accountable. And you don't even have to make it more official for the same, for the big group. You can do it just between two people, you know, and say, let's try something. Let's try a new practice together. I actually want you guys to, to lean on each other more as well because i think i truly think this is the power of this group is when we lean on each other when we help each other so you know another encouragement for you if you want to try a new practice if you want to try something uh, use the group we we are all very like-minded people here that that's you know we, we can help each other so this is an invitation for you if you want to try something like this okay well then i'll put this out there last year i tried something called monotasking and it's where a bunch of like creatives whether they have their own freelance graphic design any type of creative 
business on their own um, gets on a Zoom. You do five minutes where you set your intentions of what you're going to work on for 50 minutes. And then everyone, you're on camera on Zoom, but you are silent and you're working. So you don't have to look at everyone else. You can like minimize Zoom and not see everyone else working, but you know that you're on camera. So you aren't going to pick up your phone and scroll social media. And then you set what you're going to do in that 50 minutes. And then at the end, the last five, you kind of recap with each other of what you got done. And that I need to get back into doing that because that was so helpful on, I would schedule all those out and I would just be like one hour time blocks, a couple days a week. And it was amazing what I could get done. So if anyone else ever wants to try that, got a Zoom account, we can always schedule a couple of those out. Katie, you know what? We used to have this meeting in the circle. We used to have this meeting, which used to be, I, I forgot what we used to call it, co-working hour or something, which was exactly yeah. that, because I know the power of that. This is super powerful. We stopped it because not enough people showed up every time. Like we had maybe one or two people show up and then it sort of fell off. But it was in, in the original, like when we started the circle, this was one of the meetings we had because I, I completely agree with you. This is huge. This is very powerful. So I'm not going to make it official. Maybe let's use it as a test. This is a great idea. So if somebody wants to join Katie and, and do, you know, however many you guys want and just do that, I, I agree with you. This is a very powerful thing because you, you, you make a date with your productivity, basically, and you use that time in a very structured way. And yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So Katie, maybe if you want put a put a post up in the circle later on and let's see if, you know, if you guys can, I'm not going to manage it. It's not going to be like part of the schedule or anything, but if you guys want to try this out, I, I, I'd welcome it because it's a, it's a great idea. It's really powerful. Do you want it in the circle or you want it in the WhatsApp group? Let's put it in the circle. Yeah. In, in, uh, in the discussion space. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Awesome. There's one, um, sorry, I don't know if you can hear me, but there's one called writer's hour as well, which is quite a good way to test it out if you haven't done it before i've joined a couple of them but it's quite weird when there's loads of people you don't know so i would be up to doing it with people i know i think it would be a bit nicer sure you you, you said you joined the where did you join the charlotte where was it it's called writer's hour oh yeah um, by the way by the way charlotte oh. i know the guy who runs it i know the guy who runs it oh. uh, it's a small world he moved to london from from the u.s he used to be a consultant he quit his job and he became a writer and it's a long story but he's an amazing guy it's him and this other girl that run it and they're just so wonderful but yeah it's it's a, it's a small world but that's awesome that's really awesome it's really cool um, i'd definitely be up to trying it too so yeah, we start a little thread and yeah. Yeah. I'll learn to shift my productivity hours to morning when all of you guys are also more on than me. Yes. Yeah, I'm 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 usually a night owl, but yeah, becoming a mother definitely like Shelly was saying, it shifts <laughs> a lot of things and then you're stuck up early. But yeah, it's still yeah, you don't have a choice. No, exactly. Yeah. And I also do get sluggish in the afternoon. But again, like like Charlotte, I think when I'm in a zone, then I sometimes can lose track of time and not even eat. And you're just like, you're just being more productive. But I've also learned to sometimes turn my notifications off on my phone. I turn them off at night. I tried to, I used to plug it away from my bed. So I wasn't, was the last thing or the first thing I did in the morning. But yeah, I slipped back into that bad habit of having it near me. Yeah. 
the notification thing is super powerful. And again, it goes back to that. Like, are you reacting to things or are you being proactive, right? So that's, yeah, mm-hmm. Charlotte is saying that her notifications are always off. Mine too, by the way, I've, I've switched. I, I only have now text messages and I even switched off WhatsApp notifications. Like I don't have any things coming into my phone and it's done wonders for my brain space again, because like you just feel... I used to feel so much urge just to react to everything right away, you know, Slack, all those things. So, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, you guys. I hope today was useful. It was a bit scattered and it was a bit distracting with all these things happening around me (laughs) and and a bit loud as well. But hopefully it was still useful to you and and a good discussion because I think it's actually one of the most important things, one of the most important discussions that we can have, to be honest. And it's, it's always good reminders, like even though I've heard a lot of this before, and even during the conference, there was a whole productivity session, but it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's I think we always need good reminders. So we can have this session again, <laughs> probably in six months, and it wouldn't be out of place. Yeah. When I post the replay, I also post, I haven't read this book myself, but I listened to a podcast episode with the guy who wrote the book. And I, I'll link to the podcast episode too, you guys. He's brilliant, actually. He re- re- references a lot of what, what we were talking about, you know, how you lose that uh, time when you switch tasks and all that. Like, he, he, it was an excellent conversation. And I'm sure you've heard of the book. It's a famous book. Uh, can't remember right now, but it's it's really useful. So I'll post that too, so you can check it out. Maybe, yeah. I Maybe. love that book. James Clear. James right? Clear. Yeah, that's Atomic Habit. I'm pretty, yeah, I think so. I think it is, but but don't quote me on it because it might not be. But I'm, yeah, <laughs> if it's James, if it's James Clear, it's Atomic Habits. Awesome. All right, you guys. Well, this is it for today. So again, just a reminder that for this month, for May, let's be more aware of where our time goes. Uh, let's be more mindful of how we use our time. Encourage you to do the time study if you haven't yet. And again, I'll share it in the replay. And we're going to try the thing with uh, Katie, which is awesome. So thank you for that, Katie. Thank, oh. you, for, uh, thank you for volunteering to, to do that. That's awesome. Thanks, Katie. Yeah, I have found great success with that before, and I know I need to get back into doing it. So thank you all for wanting to join as well. Awesome. Very cool. Well, um, have a good rest of your week, everyone. And I'll, I'll see you in WhatsApp. I'll see you on our call next week. Thanks again for listening to our bonus episode on productivity today. I hope you found the ideas we discussed here relevant and inspiring to you. If you're looking for support, opportunities, and community in the travel media space, consider joining us in The Circle, where we have conversations like this one you just heard on a regular basis. Visit travelmedialab.com circle to learn more. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for another bonus episode coming your way next week.